Hey, fam. Hello, hello, hello. Happy New Year, family. Happy, happy New Year. And I got a word today. And this word is something the Lord has been just talking to me about. And it's about loving your neighbor as you love yourself. As you love yourself. The first commandment is to love God with all of you. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. So it goes God, then it goes you, then it goes your neighbor. It doesn't go God, then your neighbor. No, it goes God, you, and then your neighbor. Okay? And something I need to bring to you is your neighbor isn't just, you know, your neighbor. Your neighbor is your child. Your neighbor is your husband. Your neighbor is your friends. Your neighbor is your family. That is what your neighbor is because you cannot give something that you do not have for yourself. I can't love you if I don't love myself. I can't be there for you if I can't be there for myself. You get what I'm saying? And a lot of times I feel like we miss that. Like It's very important to take that time out to love you. Be be first Corinthians chapter thirteen to yourself. Be patient to yourself. Be kind. Be merciful. Be graceful. Um, not not boasting in in your wrongdoings. Not beating yourself down, but uplifting yourself. You know. And a lot of times, we miss that part because you know, especially as women, we just like I gotta give, 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 and then you have nothing left for yourself. And let me tell you something, you can give and give and give and give and give, but people are not going to be content. As humans, they always want more, okay? So you got to pour into yourself first. You got to let God pour into your you first. And then your cup will run over for everybody else. Doesn't it say that we love, the scriptures say we love him because he loves us first. You got to allow God to love you. And then as he loves you, you love him. And then you begin to love you differently. And then you're able to love your neighbor differently. You're able to love your children and your husband and everybody else differently once you allow the Lord to love you and you love yourself. So I want to take you to, um, hold on. Let's go to John 3. John 3. And if y'all hear me, I'm still laying in my bed. That's if you hear me moving around. But I promise you, <laughs> after this, I'm going to get up and be more productive than I even am right now. So let's go to John 3, verse 30. And it says, uh, He must become greater and greater, and I must become less. And less, he has come from above and is greater than anyone else. We are, are we are of the earth and we speak of earthly things, but he has come from heaven and is greater than anyone else. So that was John. This is John talking about Jesus because his disciples came to him and was like, everybody's starting to go to him now. And John knew his place. He said he must become greater and greater. I must become less and less. And I want you to take that for yourself. 
God has to become greater and greater in you. And you have to become less and less. He, you must decrease so he can increase in your life. So you can't no longer think the thoughts that you think of yourself. You can't go back to how I how you messed up last year doing this or how you was just so stupid because you would let this person into your life. But you gotta allow God to renew your mind. Give him let him give you his thoughts that he thinks of you. You hear me? Because he got a plan for you. And that is what Jeremiah 29, 11 say. He says, for I know the plans that I have for you. He knows the plans. Not you. So you got to renew your mind. And you got to allow God to do a good work within you. Do you know when you pray without ceasing, you see miracles happen? When you are praying without ceasing and God is leading your path, you see things come to life that you thought would never. That was just impossible. But with God, all things is possible. But you got to step into that mindset of he must become greater and greater. And I must become less and less. He must increase and I must decrease. Right? So it says in um uh, chapter 11, and it says... For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. He said, he he, he got plans. And it's nothing for your bad. It all is for your good. It's, I'm, I want to give you a good future. I don't want to harm you. I want to give you hope again. I want you to believe again. And it says, in those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will anger captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and will bring you home again to your own land. He's saying he will restore you. He got plans for you. Believe him. Trust him. Know that his word is true. I want to read you my verse of the day. And my verse of the day today was Proverbs 3 to 5 to 6. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do. And he will show you which path to take. Pray without ceasing. In everything you do, pray without ceasing. No matter what, pray. And he will show you what to do. He will show you how to handle it. He'll show you. God will show up for you in ways that you didn't even think was possible. Okay? But trust him. Just believe that he is who he say he is. Choose to put your hope in him. Everybody else failed you. So put your hope in Jesus. And he will not He will not leave you disgraced. You will not be disgraced when you trust in him. He will not put you to shame when you trust in him. Trust in him. Okay? My kids is out there lit, if y'all hear that. <laughs> um... 
Let's go to Matthew 6. Matthew 6. Because I just really want y'all to get that. You got to be good before you pour into other people. You got to be good. Because if you lacking within yourself, you won't feel like every other relationship around you is lacking. When you find wholeness in yourself, now you're 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 giving yourself away in a different way. When when you give yourself away wholeheartedly, and people really see how complex you thought about things, it's gonna switch. You know. Um, let's go down to verse 20. Let's go to verse 19. Don't store up treasures here on earth where the moths eat them and the rust destroys them. And where the thieves break in and steal, store your treasures in heaven where the moth and rust cannot destroy. And thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, There, the desire of your heart will also be. When I trust in Jesus, when I continuously seek him, when I seek his kingdom above all else, when I make up in my mind that I will seek the kingdom of God above everything, that means above my children, Above my finances, above my family, above myself. When I seek him that way, all my treasures is in him. Everything that I'm that I need and that I that I desire and that I look for is in him because I chose to give him my heart. You catching this? But when you got a double mindedness to yourself. You want Jesus, but you want to hold on to everything else too. Your heart ain't in it. Your heart ain't in it. And God's looking for people who will be wholeheartedly committed to him. Okay, I'm just giving you some keys and how to how to begin to truly love yourself. And it's to have wholehearted commitment to God. He loves you so much. He was there every time you feel like you was forsaken. He was there. Every time you was hurt, he was there. Every time you was in pain, he was there. Every time you were betrayed, he was there. Every time you you, you turned your back on him, he was still there waiting for you to come back. Why not love him? Why not? He bore your sins so you can be with him for eternity. Why not love him? Why not put him first? Why not be wholeheartedly committed to him? Because he was committed to you way before you was committed to him. You know? I want to take you to... Um, let's go down a little bit. I'm going to keep on reading, actually. But when it says, your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. 
But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For your heavenly father feeds them. Mm, 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 mm. Just, oh, that is the truth. That is the truth. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Are you more valuable to God than a bird? And he feeds them. So how much more important are you to him than a bird? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he certainly he certainly he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above uh, above all. Well, I'm sorry. Sorry. Let me start all over. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. Listen, <clears throat> just he was just saying that don't be anxious. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Don't, don't, don't worry about these things. I care for the birds. I care for the lilies. How much more will I provide for you? Don't worry about that. I got you. That's what God is saying. He just says, Seek me, stay in my face, and you will have all that you need. Now, listen, right now, I could tell you, if I put all my kids in here, they are not doubting that they eating tonight. Matter of fact, I already told them I'm cooking for dinner. I told them cooking lasagna for dinner. But they not doubting what they're going to eat. I could need to go food shopping and my refrigerator looking a little scarce, but they're still not going to doubt that I'm going to feed them. And who am I compared to God? I am a sinner and my kids can trust me that they're going to eat. My kids trust me that they're going to have clothes on their back. My kids trust me that they'll have something to drink. They trust me. And who am I? Now, if they can do that, with me, how much more would they gain by trusting God? Who I am uncomparable to God. You, I can't compare to God. Who am I? I'm dust and ashes. 
<laughs> I ain't nothing but dust and ashes, child. So just seek him. Seek him. If us earthly parents know how to provide for our children, what more will God do? We are flawed human beings, but yet we provide. We make sure our kids is good. I was, I just be thinking, right? Because on Christmas, you know, you try to, Christmas and, and my kid's birthday, I'm going to speak for me, are two holidays where I like to just see my kids happy. I just like to see their face happy. I like to see them excited. I just like to see it, right? I like to see what that they got, what they, what they asked for. And... Um, I was just sitting there thinking, like, I will shower them with gifts, but we, we, we forget, we forget who God is and how we be, we be feeling on top of the world when we do things for our children. But what, how do you think God feels when he gets to provide for you, that you get to see him give you what you have been waiting for, what you have been desiring. The things he has given you to desire, he wants to give it to you. He just wants to make sure you're ready. My daughter can ask me, can she get a Ferrari when she turns 16? I ain't getting her no Ferrari. She getting a hoopty, okay? She's getting a hoopty because she ain't going to have to drive no Ferrari. So what do I get her Ferrari for? You ride that hoopty around a little bit, and after you get that hoopty, then we'll talk about a Ferrari. But you ain't getting no Ferrari just to crash that thing, scratch it up, dent it up. Why would I do that? We're going to get you the hoopty that already got the dents and the scratches in it, so when you get a couple more, you ain't even going to be able to tell the difference. Because I got to prepare her for better. I have to make her a good steward over the little things. So then she can be ruler over much. I got to make sure she's going to be faithful in the small things. And she's going to get her oil changed. And she's going to make sure her tires is good. And she's going to make sure that she gets her transmission uh, service. Is she going to make sure am I, Is she going to make sure that her car stays clean? That, that um she goes to the car wash? Are you going to treat this hoopty like you treat a Ferrari is what I want to see. I want to see how you treat this hoopty. And it's not going to change from the Ferrari. <coughs> and that's what God is doing with some of his kids. He said, I heard you when you asked for the Ferrari. I heard you when you asked for the house. I heard you when you asked for the marriage. But I'm I'm, I'm saying, well, what are you doing now? Are you treating that like that's what you asked for? Are you treating your apartment like it's your, your four-bedroom house? Are you treating that two-bedroom like that? Because when I multiply you, I need to make sure you can handle it. Are, are, you, are you being a good steward over your house? If I bring my son to your house, or if I give you and my son a house together, I want to see how you're going to steward it. Are you taking time out to to seek my face? Because if I if I bring other people into it, they're only going to take away from what I'm trying to get from you. You know, God wants to see if you will take care of your hoopty, like you will take care of your Ferrari. You know, 
You feel me? Are you going to are you going to keep that thing on E all the time? Or are you going to make sure that you got gas in it? He wants to see. Are you going to be responsible? Are you going to keep on paying your insurance? Or are you going to be riding around dirty? You can't be riding around dirty in a Ferrari. <laughs> Come on. It's just being real. That's what God wants to see. It, it makes so much sense. Are you going to be faithful in the little? Will you be faithful in the little? Will you treat what you have right now like it is what you ask for? That's a good question to ask yourself. Am I storing this the way I I would if it's what I ask for? Am Am I developing new habits? So when I get this thing, I appreciate it. You feel me? It says, so don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. That's for my people who be trying to figure out, oh, next month, how I'm going to pay this bill. Today's troubles is enough for today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about next month. Today is enough for today. Today. And it's so hard sometimes to stay in today. It is. I I know. It's hard to stay in today. But listen, God's words is life and it's truth. Okay. It's spirit and it's truth in these words. And he's saying focus on today. Okay. The bill collector might have told you that you got X amount of days. But the Lord said focus on today. Yeah, the doctor said that you might have to get this operation in a couple weeks. But the Lord said focus on today. Live today. Today, this is the day that the Lord has made. And rejoice and be glad in it. Not, you didn't even get to next week. What you worry about next week for when this is the day that he has made? He made this day for you. How you want to live this day? Okay. Um. <laughs> um. Let's see. Give your sister a second. Let's go to Matthew. No, let's go to Luke 10. Luke 10, 27. The man, okay, wait, wait, Jesus replied, what does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? The man answered, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Right, Jesus told him, do this and you will live. The man wanted to justify his actions, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? (coughs) He said, but who was my neighbor? Now listen, Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. 
By chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant walked over and looked up at him, lying there, but he also passed by on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged him. Then he put the man on his the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day he bent, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, Take care of this man. If this bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. <coughs> oh. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits? Jesus asked. The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. Mm, My God is so good. He said, now go and do the same. Go show mercy. Show mercy. Starting with yourself. Show yourself mercy. Because you got to love your neighbor as yourself. Do you show yourself mercy? Do you let your past sins weigh down your today? Or do you really believe that as far as the east is from the west, so has God taken away your sins? Do you believe that? If you believe God has forgiven you, why do you keep on allowing these sins to replay in your mind? Why don't you bring these 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 thoughts captive and make them be in full submission to the, to Christ? Why not? Why do you let them stay there? And I remember when I was going through that warfare child, I used to, I just was so stuck on who I used to be. And I was just like, Lord, like, how do I take thoughts captive? Because, you know, it's that human part of you. (laughs) It's like you feel like you got to do something to take it captive. Like, I got to literally go into my brain, reach it, rip it out. Like, that's what I thought. Like, how do I take it captive? He said, you say it. Say, I take you, I take you captive in the name of Jesus. And I bring you into submission to Christ Jesus. And listen, and you replace it with a new thought. You pray, you place it with something new. So you start thinking about something different. That's what God taught me. And my life changed after that. After I, I girl, after I found out that new authority, I was like, oh, I'm bringing all these negative thoughts into, into uh, captivity. You hear me? We, 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 we bring it into full submission to Christ. Do you hear me? So show yourself mercy. And then you can show others. Don't walk around like, oh, you deserve that. You deserve that. It's a root to why people go, are going through what they go through. It's a root. It all has a root cause to it. And can I be real? Like, I used to be a person that be like, dang, like, you must have did something for you to be, be going through this. But it all starts at the root. We all have root causes to why we handle things the way we do, you know? And it's just our job to show mercy and be compassionate. But it starts with yourself. Okay? We love him because he loved us first. 
And when you let God show you mercy, you'll be able to be merciful. Allow God to show you true mercy. Um, One more. (laughs) It's 1 John 4, 19. So 1 John 4, verse 19. Okay, let's go up a little higher. Verse 16. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence. Because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear. Because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he loved us first. You hear me? We love each other because he loved us first. You love yourself because you allow God to love you first. I'm going to pray for you because I want you to experience God's love. I hear so many people being like, my judgment day this and my judgment day that. But perfect love casts out all fear. If you even had a little a little fraction of understanding of how much he loves you, you will be able to stand in front of God with confidence because you know how much he loves you. And that is something the world can't offer you is the love that he has for you. And that is why we are at war. Because the enemy is trying to keep you from getting the understanding of how much God loves you. That no matter what, he loves you. Nothing can separate you from his love. There is people in hell that Jesus still loves. He still loves everybody there. It's just they chose what they wanted to do. (laughs) If someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people, we can see How can we love God whom we cannot see? And he has given us this command. Those who love God must also love their fellow believers. I'm going to pray for you, okay? Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm coming to you, Father, humbly, Lord. I'm coming to you just thanking you for today, Father. Thank you for the strength that you have given to our bodies, Lord. Thank you for the breath that you have given to our lungs, Lord. Just thank you for a new day of mercy, God. Lord, I'm praying for this child on this other end. I pray that you begin to minister to their hearts, Father, how much you love them, Lord. I pray that they begin to experience your love so deeply that it consumes them, Father. That all they can do is just think about you. 
All they want to do is just get to know you, Lord. Because you love them so deeply. Father, I'm just praying that all of their questions, Father, are answered. Any question that they have for you, Lord, you answer it, Lord, in your timing. In your timing, Lord. And let them be okay to what will always be a mystery. Allow them to be okay with that. Father, I'm just praying that they begin to experience a love for themselves. That they begin to cherish themselves. They begin to look at themselves in a new way through your eyes, through your understandings. I pray that they just choose to believe and trust in you. Lord, I just, I just ask you for that. And it's in your name. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Family, I'm going to let y'all go. But God got you, okay? I love you so, so, so much. And let's say this together. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.